that is for sure. Do we have enough? Okay. Certainly, it takes a lot of courage to do that, and I appreciate anybody, any time, that'll stand up and admit sin and, and wrong in their life. Uh, confession is good for the soul. So, anybody else? Yeah, because I know there's one, at least one person that wanted to see what little bit we're going to cover. So we're not going to cover very much, like I said, one thing due to time. But um, All right. I don't know how much uh, all of you all or any of you all know about future events. We, we went over this. I did. It's probably been four or five years ago here, uh, at least. Uh, I don't remember, maybe longer. I've been here... Uh, I think, somebody correct me, I think this summer makes six years. Um, and it wasn't real long after I got here that we went through just a timeline of events. I didn't get much into prophecy. I, I taught on it a few nights, some different things that was going on at the time. Still is. And um, more of a timeline. And this evening, we're just going to look at a couple things in Revelation chapter 1. And then we're going to look at, just briefly at the timeline. Uh, there's, I found some today. Unfortunately, I didn't have Amber's computer with me to save the site. So I couldn't find them this evening when I got here, of course. So I found the one that was as close as I could get. Um, I'm going to turn that one off to save the batteries. So anyway, everybody Revelation chapter 1. Okay, we're going to read the first three verses. So the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants things which, much, which must shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testament of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Notice verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Now, you may not have realized that there is a blessing to reading the book of Revelations and learning some about it. Because you just heard in verse 3, it told us that. Uh, most people are scared of it or uh, fascinated by it. It's usually I find one of the two. And let me tell you, you don't have to be afraid of reading the book of Revelations or studying prophecy. There's nothing to be afraid of. The only thing we should fear is sin and God and what God will do if we do sin. That's about it. Uh, realistically, we shouldn't have much fear of anything else. So there is a blessing to learning this. If you go to the end of Revelations, does anybody know what the Bible tells us at the very last verse in the book of Revelations? Do you remember? or the plagues 
will be added to you and the things will be taken away from you. So that is in contrast to verse 3. Think about it. At the beginning of Revelations, we're reading, you're blessed if you keep these sayings and do these things. At the end of Revelations, it says, if you don't do these things, if you try to change it, you're going to be cursed. So we see that God is serious about this. Now, um, also down in, uh, let's, let's read on just a little bit more. Uh, I'm just going to mention this real quickly. And I don't want to rush. So if anybody's got any questions or if I leave you or anything at all, please, please speak up. Now, it says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the father who is the, I'm sorry, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth and to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So there uh, we see that the blood still continues every page of the Bible and it's telling us here the seven churches. Now as you all know, uh, we have the seven churches which cover the first uh, three chapters in Revelations. Chapter two, chapter three. So everybody, most people has read that. You've heard those seven churches. Those are dispensations, aids of the church. And if you follow those churches, you see that clearly. Do you know at around A.D. 300 is when a lot of um, false doctrine, false teaching started really becoming more rampant and people started going away from the truth of the Bible. Um, that is around 320 uh, to 400 is when Catholicism got its foothold and started taking off. You know that uh, Calvin, John Calvin, got his teaching from St. Augustine and some other guys before him who were the leaders of the Catholic movement. Did you all know that? You know what I mean by John Calvin? Does everybody know who John Calvin is? Let me tell you this in case you don't. He is the founder of what we call Calvinism. Calvinism believes that God preordained people to go to heaven or hell. Now, you can believe in a God like that if you want to, but I don't. The Bible does not teach that. That is a very common theme. It runs through a lot of churches. A lot of people are sucked into it. They take verses and twist them out of context. And um, it is a very... Uh, they call it the five, the five the tulips, the five points of Calvinism. And there's other things that goes with that. But through that the teaching of the, of the rapture of the church was lost around that time. What we believe as missionary Baptists, if you look on this timeline, if you can't see it, you can move this way because this is as big as I can get it. So the next thing that's going to happen is says you are here. The next thing, and here's the scripture references, that's going to take place with the church is the rapture of the church. You say, preacher, what's going to happen before the rapture of the church happens? Absolutely nothing. All prophecy that you hear about and see, it takes place in the tribulation period. There's four main theories on the end time. Four main ones. There's lots more. Four most common. And I don't want to confuse you so... We're not going to go into them because, again, I don't want to just zip through this, but I want to try to cover a few things this evening and leave you because we won't be here next week. So um, 
Jesus does not come back to earth. That is where you've heard he, God, the trumpet shall sound, the dead in Christ shall rise, and those of us which remain shall be caught up to him together, and so shall ever be with the Lord. He comes back in the clouds. He calls us up. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we go, which remain will go next. Does anybody know how quick that happens? The Bible tells us this. Twinkling of an eye. Do you remember what I told you that GE estimated how quick a twinkling of an eye is? One one thousandth of a second. Faster than I can snap my fingers. That is how quick. I don't know if the graves are going to bust open or not. I don't know what's going to happen in cemeteries. That's how quick the dead will rise. They'll meet their, get their new body in the air and you and I will meet them in the air and in a, in a split second, that's how quick this takes place. There's no warning. The warning is now. This is the warning. This is your warning now. So, in this timeline, so the rapture takes place soon after the tribulation period starts. When the Antichrist will come on the scene, he will make a peace treaty. He will steal peace. Everybody will flow to him because he has got all the answers. Um, and i got to watch not let myself get bogged down here in the wrong areas. <laughs> so they will believe him. Three and a half years, we're going to go over this a lot more. Three and a half years into the period, the Antichrist steps into the temple in Jerusalem and says, you're going to sacrifice to me. They say, no, we're not. You're not God. He says, yes, I am. And they say, no, you're not. This is the Jews. Remember that. They say, we're not sacrificing to you. This goes up to God. He says, you're going to sacrifice to me or else. So he breaks the peace treaty that he signed with Israel. They flee to the mountains. Then tolerable for the first tolerable for everybody on earth the Bible actually says the days are shortened because no one would be alive everyone would be killed so even in tribulation period God's mercy shows so we have seven years of tribulation then we have the second coming of Christ that is when he comes back to earth at the end of the seven year tribulation period you all have heard me say this the Muslims will not rebuild a mosque for one reason and one reason only. Does anybody remember what that is? Earthquake. Guess where it's believed Jesus steps foot on earth at the end of that seven years? Right there in Jerusalem. And that mosque is destroyed by an earthquake. Guess who makes that earthquake happen? The Son of God when He lands on earth. The battle of Armageddon, Satan is defeated. He's stowed in, 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 in prison, if you will, for a thousand years. It's a thousand year millennial reign. At the, at the end of that tribulation period, there's two beliefs on this. The marriage supper of the Lamb. Some believe it takes place then. Some believe it takes place at the end of the millennium. We'll get into that later. Um, but at the end of the millennium, we'll be here on earth for a thousand years. We'll rule and reign with him. At the end of that, Satan is released. There's one more battle. And that is... You and I are there as spectators. Where do we go at, when the rapture takes place? Can anybody tell me? Judgment seat of Christ, which is also called the Bema seat, which means reward. The second 
the rapture takes place, we go stand before Jesus Christ and answer for how we have conducted ourselves as a Christian. Not for your sins. One sins, one too many. It's how obedient we were to Jesus, to Holy Spirit. That's what we're going to answer for. What kind of Christian we are. Folks, that's something to think about. And we better be sober about it as Christians. And then... Uh, at the great white throne of judgment is where the lost are judged. So is everybody with me on this so far? If you're not, speak up now. There is some peace and prosperity, but there's still going to be major problems. Um, A lot of things you see happening now are setting that up. Uh, and I, now listen, this, what I'm getting ready to say is nothing more. What I'm getting ready to tell you, listen to what I'm saying. What I'm getting ready to say is nothing more than hearsay and possibilities. Okay? So please, when I make that distinction, I need you to listen to me anytime. Uh, someone told me today that their doctor told them that they believe in, in October of 2025, how true this is, I don't know. That there's going to be another virus cut loose that's going to make COVID look like a drink of Kool-Aid. Now, when that'll happen, I don't know. Do I believe that's going to happen? Yes, I do, for different reasons. Let me give you some things to think about. I'll read one more verse in Revelations and we'll, we'll stop for tonight because we just take these papers home and read Read, there's only one side you can realistically read. That's the side I intended for you to read. Anyway, in the tribulation period, the only way you're going to be able to buy anything is have the mark of the beast. It'll either be in your hand or your forehead. Do you realize already for years now, companies is putting chips in their employees' hands to open doors? Already, PayPal has a tattoo that they invented a couple of years ago that they can put on your hand. It's naked to the human eye that you can pay for your stuff if you wanted to. There's all this technology already been put in place for this. Why? Because when the rapture takes place, not long after the tribulation period starts, this has to be a seamless way to get things done. They can't get the bugs worked out of it then. They don't have time. It's got to flow right in seamlessly because the Antichrist has to use this to his advantage. So a lot of things you see happening now is for the tribulation period. So how close are we? Do you realize that I just told you that uh, Israel starts the daily sacrifice back up. The Antichrist enters the temple three and a half years into the tribulation period and demands they sacrifice to him. Do you know that they have a temple prefab that they can throw together and have it up in a week? It's already there. It's already built. It's already in existence. They have a natural Israeli-born descendant of Aaron, direct descendant of, of Aaron, that they are going to uh, anoint him as priest. You know that the red heifers were sent there not too long ago. They don't have a black hair. They don't have a white hair. They don't have a brown hair. They're solid red. There's five of them, I think, if I'm correct on that. Five is God's number four. Google that and come back in a couple weeks and tell me.
They've not found one yet, but he's there. That, that red heifer, is, I believe, is, is coming along. But they've got five they sent to Israel that they're checking. I haven't heard what you said, but that, that may be true. Um, so all these things are taking place really fast right now. And all this stuff points to when we are gone. So if you want to look at timelines, this one is very basic. There's a lot of them that's a whole lot more informative than this one, but I didn't want to blow you away tonight. I'll, as we go along, we'll look at ones more informative, much more detailed and things. Uh, go to uh, chapter, I mean, chapter 1, but go to verse 18. Yes, yes. That what, what it is, you've got to understand. And this is one of the reasons the tribulation period exists. And what I mentioned about the false prophecies, false doctrine back in around 300 is that is when this, what we believe, the Missionary Baptist Church, what we believe is truth of future events is when that was lost. It quit being taught because so much false doctrine started coming along. So there's a gap there, if you will, about from truth to truth. But a lot of people maintain that belief all the way through. It just wasn't published out. Make sense? Okay, the answer further your question. Um, the Jews, as you know, don't believe the Messiah ever came. They don't believe in Jesus. They believe that when Messiah came, he would set up kingdom on earth and Israel would, he would rule and reign over earth and Israel would be the center of the earth and they'd never be defeated again. That's what the Jews believe. Well, Jesus, as we know, did not do that at all because everybody has to be saved. It was impossible for him to do that. Now, some people believe... No, I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, so what the Jews believe is they still need to get their sacrificial system started back up because of their sins. That's why they had sacrificial system was ever started to start with because of God's... to appease God's wrath for the sins of the people. I've heard every theory under the sun. Indiana Jones found it. It's the only time I know of it's ever been discovered. I'm joking. For those of you that have no clue what I'm talking about, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, movie from the 80s. Um, nobody knows for sure. Are they going to find it suddenly? I don't know. Some people believe they will. Some believe they won't. I cannot answer that question. I do know that they have, I've been told that they have stones that they've brought up out of the sea to um, wrapped in bubble wrap so hands didn't touch them, that they can cut the bubble wrap, lay them on, stack them to make the altar. They believe they were the stones from the original altar when the temple was built there where the mosque is now. It covered that whole area, but this temple is still going to be in the middle because the mosque is built off to the side. So did I, did I answer your question or just confuse you? Okay, verse 18. Everybody there in chapter 1 of Revelations. This is Jesus speaking. He said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Write the things which thou hast seen, the things which are, here, which are and the things which shall be hereafter. All right, on those two pieces of paper that I give you, one of them, as soon as I get to where it needs to be, has this particular outline on it. I think it's your second page. 
This is an outline of revelations. That verse I just read you, he told John the book of revelations. He said, No. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about that other side. The map, you ain't supposed to read that. Because I laid this Bible down on the copier to get what I got. I know that. So, anyway, he said, The things which thou hast seen. Okay, what is John seeing right now? What's he looking at? He's looking at Jesus Christ. For those of you that read Revelation chapter 1, you know who he's looking at. He's looking at Jesus. All right, he's in the things which are. Well, I mean, the things which, which thou hast seen. John has seen Jesus crucified. He's seen him rise again. He's seen the church start. This is the uh, last book written in the New Testament. It was written around A.D. 90. And there's never been debate on that. A lot of them, there's debate. There's not much debate on this. So, um, the things which are. He's asking him to write chapters 2 and 3 about the seven churches that I that we go through that is read to you so he's telling things which are those churches were in existence at this time all those cities had churches but what it is he named all of them and he says these are the, these are the areas they're at and there's certain historical facts about those churches when you line up with what they said it lines up with them and I'll explain that some he said the things which shall be hereafter alright after we get in Revelations, after chapter 4, the church is gone. There's no more mention of the church. That's it, until you get over to like chapter 21. There's a reason for that. Because we're in heaven, we're not on earth. And so he tells you what Revelations is. Chapter 1 is the things which has been. That's what he kind of tells you about Jesus. Things that are now. He tells you about the seven churches and things which shall be. He goes on to tell future events. So that's an outline of the book of Revelations right there. That tells you how it, how it flows. It's not as complicated as you think just to understand some revelations. What's complicated is when you've got to try to put Daniel with it, Ezekiel with it, and you put all these things together to get the full details. That's when she starts getting a little tough. And all that comes into play. Yes. It's mind-bending. It's mind-bending. The only book in the Bible that's got more prophecy than Revelations is the book, or has got, the only book that's got more prophecy than Daniel is the book of Revelations. That's about it. Ezekiel is close. But Daniel is basically, the whole book is basically prophecy of end-time events. So, there's probably way more that I was going to try to tell you that I've forgotten. Um, does anybody got any questions or comments? If you do, please feel free. Okay, the battle of Armageddon comes, yes. When Christ comes back to earth, that is going to be the battle of Armageddon. Have you heard the phrase, the blood will flow to a horse's mane? Okay, it's in the Bible. There's a valley over in Israel. Morgan and Cindy showed us pictures of this when they were there, they saw that. That valley, you can't hardly see across it. It's massive. It's unbelievable how big it is. There's going to be a battle take place right there and the blood is going to flow up to a horse's bridle. Horse's mane. 
Kidron Valley. And when you see that valley and you realize blood is going to be that deep, that's staggering. That's, that's the final battle on earth right there. And we win, by the way. Satan is chained for a thousand years. He's turned loose. That's okay. We're done with that anyway. And um, he, um, he rises up one more time. And I don't want to get into too much of that tonight because I don't want to overload with information. Um, he kind of gets a new army together and tries one more time. He loses, and uh, of course, we know that. And then that is when he's thrown into the lake of fire. And I don't know about you, but that's a day I'm looking forward to right here. I can't wait to see him get his just due. Hell was made for Satan. It was not made for man. Hell was made for Satan. Unfortunately, man rejects Christ, and that is his sentence. So if you're not for sure you're saved, you better make sure. Any other questions or what questions do you have? I'm trying to learn to say that. All right. We'll look over those papers, read. You can tell the ones.